Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Sal Vetri here, and today we have another five-game slate. This is the big $100,000 to first, the first one of its kind in esports DFS in the League of Legends specifically. It is currently right now when I'm recording this, Saturday the 28th of March. Um, it's around the morning East Coast time, but this slate is for Sunday, getting it out a little bit earlier. So best of luck into the slate today if you're watching this early. Best of luck for this $100,000 to first, 300K guaranteed. So obviously a terrible payout structure, extremely top heavy, um, 30% to first place and much more of that to the top 10. Yeah, um, if you finish fourth and miss out on third, second, and first by your half a point in this in this contest, um, it's going to be nice to pick up a few thousand dollars, but oh boy, oh boy, is that going to be one of the more bittersweet moments uh, of your DFS career, probably one of the most bittersweet, if not the most, but Anyways, if you're brand new here, welcome. A lot of people have been finding my content. A ton of people have been finding it for the League of Legends stuff. We now have uh, CG uh, or CSGO uh, as well, Counter-Strike as well. And we also have, this is wild, Rocket League um, now in the lobby with decent prize pools of five figures and probably going to start growing even bigger than that 10000 to first for both of those. Um, I have been working on models for both. Rocket League's just pretty straightforward statistics. Um CSGO is going to be a little bit different, but they'll both be on Patreon. I'll be posting some stuff as well over on um, YouTube about that once the League of Legends stuff disappears in a couple of weeks and starts to slow down. I imagine the prize pools are going to come back up uh, for some of these other esports, so uh, hold out on that. But if you do want to get just some sort of models for them, they'll just be included in everybody's uh, basic package. So if you're already on um, Patreon and you have that package, the All Sports, you'll still just get access to the models, things like that for those other sports. If you are brand new here, I do have projections for League of Legends. Um, as well and that with these models and player pools they're all available as well on patreon linked down below appreciate everybody who's been going over there lots of people i've been heading over there during this time uh, that's the biggest thing that i wanted to do while continuing to do this one it's my job so out of necessity I want to continue to do this two it's my hobby so out of just pure enjoyment I want to continue to do this but also there's there's a ton of people and i realized right away uh, that this is like a coping for a lot of people as long as you have something dfs wise and, and it is a, a fun game with the league of legends stuff in terms of the game strategy stacking all that uh, it, it apparently from all the feedback I'm getting is keeping people sane during an insane time. So thank you for all being here. Please hit the subscribe button. We are now like 160 subscribers away. So few from 20,000. I really didn't think we were going to get there by April after all this stuff started happening in the NBA shutdown, but we've got three days. Is there any way, any way that um, your mother, your brother, your sister, your friend, whoever, can hit that subscribe button for us over here on YouTube and the notification bell helps. If you're listening on the podcast, hit the subscribe button as well. It helps us continue to rank in the fantasy sports section. So if you have been subscribed for a while or have not been subscribed for a while, but have been tuning into these videos and you're just like, I don't want to sign into Google, please take the extra couple seconds. All right, let's get into this one right now. So starting with the top laners here on this slate. So five game slate, 100K to first, like I said, 300K guaranteed in this one. You're going to have uh, favorites and things like this are going to be moving around. And I actually like what we're getting here. You're getting, once again, a lot of live underdogs. Um, we've seen this pretty much now from both of the slates on the weekend for the LCS, the American uh, League of Legends League that you're having right now, Championship Series. You have the biggest favorite being Cloud9, as they typically are uh, in these situations, as a 312 favorite. Um, they do indeed win 93.8% of the time. So uh, round it up to 94% if you would like. So Cloud9 is going to stand out as a, a strong option, of course. They're also going to have players that are a little bit underpriced. But when you factor in just their upside to be the top stack, yes, them being as a favorite, they're going to end up being a top three upside in terms of being the stack that's in a winning lineup. Um, but there's also going to be not that big of a difference between two, three, four compared to the ownership that's probably going to be coming in on cloud nine. So 
with that being said, and I'm just adjusting something over here on my end. There we go. Uh, so with that being said, I actually do think that there is some value in getting away from Cloud9 today. Um, there's a lot of teams that are very similar to them, right? Cloud9 is minus 312 favorite as of right now. FlyQuest is minus 294. 100 Thieves is minus 263. Those are your three biggest favorites. They're all pretty close to each other. The next favorites are minus 192 Evil Geniuses, Solo Team Mid minus 185. And then all the underdogs are pretty live dogs. Uh, you have just Immortals at 147, Counterlogic Gaming at 190. Five Dignitas at 139. So these are teams that have some upside in their matchups, but they're also teams and all the underdogs in the slate. Every single one of them are teams that don't average 10 kills per game and they're teams that die a ton. So in terms of looking for underdogs today, I think it's without a doubt viable, especially when there's 100K up first to try and chop up and get different. And my stacks are going to be um, very much so having a few in there. And I'm going to really be looking at getting really different team liquid things like that all the way at the bottom for some of their price tags. The issue is, Normally, you see a team that's an underdog that actually has kill upside uh, per contest that doesn't die as often. Every single one of these underdogs today, all five of them, the five worst teams in the slate by far are the five underdogs in terms of kills per game and deaths per game. Now, you might think that that's normal. It's not. There's usually one or two that spike in upside in their matchup. Today, it's very lopsided in terms of every single favorite has by far the kills per game advantage in terms of their offense. And then defensively, at least deaths per contest to all these teams. So it'll be interesting to kind of piece through these, starting with your top laners here. Um, yeah, Broken Blade for Team Solo Mid. So Team Solo Mid comes in as a minus 185, the shortest uh, odds in terms of favorites here. But you're getting the most kills at a Broken Blade. You're getting a very solid assist. Kill participation is strong. Damage is the best on the slate for any of these top laners. Not a lot of deaths per contest at around 188. Going to blow this up a little bit bigger for the folks watching on the YouTube channel at home. That should help. Um, so yeah, I think Monkey Knife Fight props not out. FanDuel price points not out. So we're really just going off of DraftKings right now. I think that Broken Blade's fine, but you're paying $7,200 for a top laner. Um, it's a way if you want to do a one-off. I do think that going one-offs with your top laners is definitely a way to get different. People aren't doing it as often as they're putting the team in the one-off spot, which is also fine, but it's not like giving you as much of an upside. If you do a 4-2-1 stack um, and you put a team in the captain in, in, in the in the support spot or the team spot, sorry, it's going to give you a, a different way of getting different, but everybody doing a 4-2-1 stack for the most part that I've been reviewing lineups is doing that. I do think that doing a 4-2 with the team being a part of the two and then a one with either your support player or your top lane or somebody who can also get a decent upside in a loss, maybe not the winning upside, but doesn't bury your lineup like a team would if they lose, they're just not going to get any points. You're going to have like 10 points compared to winning team scoring 20. Whereas a support player can still knock out a 15 point loss. Um, even if some of the winning players are scoring 20, it's a big difference. I do think that's an interesting way to go. So maybe that's another spot where Broken Blade gets into a few more of my lineups at this steeper of a price point. But Broken Blade's fine. Um, Licorice is, is the biggest favorite for Cloud9. I imagine you're going to see a lot of ownership go here because third on the slate and assist per game. Um, pretty much tied for the lead when it comes to uh, least deaths, so staying alive, highest creep score, all that stuff. The problem is just kill participation really isn't there, but you are getting a decent amount of kills. So Licorice, Broken Blade, they're going to stand out as players right away. If you're looking for some sort of an underdog that can spike an upside, Rune from Counterlogic Gaming, you are going to get a lot of things here in terms of number two in kill participation, very strong assist per contest, top four on the slate in that same for kills so rune as an underdog when it comes to trying to one off or even go small two or three man stack with counter logic gaming against 100 thieves um would look okay there heading over to the mid laners now so when you're looking at the mid laners let me just get rid of these from the other day so when you're just looking at the mid laners here you end up having at the top and what's going to be by far uh, the best mid laner on the slate in terms of just probably pure projections for a lot of people it's going to be between two players but just power of evil um it's two players on a tier of their own power of evil from uh fly 
Quest, and then you're going to have Niski from Cloud9. So they're both going to stand out head and shoulders above the rest. Power of Evil just leads the slate in kills, leads the slate in damage percentage by a wide margin. So when you only have 4.1 average assists per contest for Power of Evil, which is actually relatively low on this slate, I mean, it's it's right around average to leaning towards below average. I tend to believe that that number is, and you have a big sample of 16 games, but I tend to believe that number is just one just hurt because he's killing people. He's, he's, he's not actually just having to settle for assists, which is always good. You get more points for the kill, leads the slate with 3.9. But also the damage percentage of 36.9, um, you're getting the highest creep score. The damage percentage leads me to believe that, if anything, if this was to be a 32-game season, which you're not going to get that much, um, season's about to end, actually, the regular season. Um, but if it was to be, I think that you actually see that assist number start to tick up slightly, just based on the damage percentage, leads me to believe that more times than not, getting a little bit unlucky when it comes to assists. So $8,200, yeah, steep price point, fine to get to. Niski at, at Cloud9, been playing Niski so, so much. You're getting loads of assists, loads of kills. Everything about the game is strong. Um, it's hard not to like biggest favorite on the slate. Looking at there's some other situations where you can find a slight favorite, Evil Geniuses. Uh, Jizuk, so Jizuk is, is interesting here. So a 192 favorite um, from Evil Geniuses. You're getting a ton of upside in terms of how active Jizu is, especially to start. I mean, on the slate out of really even in the 80 carries you're getting a ton of first blood which is good because you're getting just when it comes to that um a kill right so 3.6 kills per contest is second most in the slate i think that that's interesting at the 7200 price tag i think there's some ways that you can go to evil geniuses um the the game right now so immortals versus evil geniuses i think is a a coin flip type of a game i'm going to be tracking ownership evil geniuses i like as a team a ton really similar to uh Team Wii, um, that really just goes all the time under owned, even though I have a ton of upside. I think that's the case for Evil Geniuses as well as a complete team. Um, so at their price points, average price points across the board, because they're only the third or fourth biggest favorite, I'm going to get a lot of them. And that probably leads me to get to less of Immortals as sort of that upset team. But I do think Immortals has the upside ability in them. Um, so if they end up actually getting in a situation where Immortals is coming through with, let's call it, um, really no ownership and all the ownership in the world is going on to just pulling that down and all the ownership in the world is going on to evil geniuses i'll probably get there immortals wins about 50 percent of their rounds evil geniuses wins about 56.3 percent of their rounds heading over to support so support similar to what i was saying about top laner uh support again correlates with your ad carry if you're new here i uh, try to be conscious con- con- conscious of a lot of people joining for the first time because there's a hundred thousand dollars to first so um so for your support players they're going to go the same way as the ad carries on the bottom of the map uh, so if they do well the ad carry usually does well so that means they correlate together right if the support player is keeping the ad carry alive it probably means the ad carry is getting kills the support player is getting assists creep score a victory all that stuff so just looking at some of these support players a lot of the times um you can pick up a support player in a loss that doesn't bury your lineup as a team would some teams if they lose they'll score like seven and a half eight points some support players if they actually have decent upside in them they can get you like 12 to 14 points um it doesn't sound like a lot when it's like only a five point difference, but trust me in GPPs, five points is going to go the difference between cashing and, and not cashing. And then the difference between min cashing and, and actually doing a little bit better than that long term is going to help you out. But if you're just looking at some of the support players, it's very similar to what you're getting out of just the teams today in terms of how all the favorites are just so much more dominant from a kill um, kill to death ratio perspective that the support players are really going to get hurt by that because they don't really pick up a ton of kills unless they're and they really supply rely on assists and pretty much all the support players on this this slate are not going to be looking that great so um, from an underdog perspective the only one who stands out in terms of maybe can spike some sort of an upside is core jj but core jj finds himself as the biggest underdog for team liquid against cloud nine and that's really not a spot that i want to go to when cloud nine is winning damn near 94 percent and right on 94 percent damn near 95 percent um, of their combined rounds and matches 
that feels awful, but you do get core JJ as just really involved in kill participation, 72.1%. Getting assists, especially when you factor in just the price point at 6.2. The problem is you're not going to get any kills in this matchup for him. You're probably going to get a loss more times than not, and it's just going to be sitting you with like 10 points out of your support on a good day. So I'm probably not going to really be touching much of the support underdogs if I go to underdogs in general, which I probably will for some of these teams. If I go to underdogs uh, in general, it's probably going to be coming from the standpoint of going there in a a like a, a two-man stack, maybe a three-man stack. Um, there's not much on this slate. Let's go back there. There's not much on this slate for me that at least stands out as, okay, yeah, that's probably where I'll end up getting to um, a four-man stack underdog. Like when team leaves on the slate and they're a slight favorite on underdog, I usually do that. Um, but I don't think we have the same upside out of some of these teams in terms of just full-on winning the entire thing. Alrighty, now let's go to the AD carry roll. So heading over to the AD carry now. So what you get here is just probably the best play in the slate. Always projects out as like the highest, <laughs> the highest upside um, AD carry because he's usually the highest favorite with the most kills upside and assists. And that's going to be Sven. Um, cloud nine Sven, really nothing changes here. Uh, the issue with trying to go full cloud nine is one price point to uh, ownership, right? That's what's going to happen, especially when there's $100,000 to first, you want to get different. I think there's a really good chance. And I did it yesterday um or or last week and i'll probably do it on saturday before or maybe you haven't watched this yet um or maybe you have but i usually will get less of cloud nine they are always going to be the team that has the best upside of being in a winning lineup because of just their overall ceilings as a team and pretty much you can lock them down for a win today their odds are a little bit shorter than you have seen in the past like sometimes you get a minus 1000 cloud nine favorite here minus 700 whatever it is they're pushing barely minus 300 minus 312 today look um if you're playing cash yeah get two cloud nine if you're playing gpps with the with the hope in one, two, three of your lineups, because I think most of my audience plays just a few lineups, if that's the case, and you're hoping to win the whole thing without splitting it or win the whole thing without splitting it 20 ways and only split like three ways, getting to cloud nine is probably not the way that you want to go. You have five favorites on this on this slate. As long as you have two of the teams that win um, and you have a couple of live dogs, as long as you have two of the teams that win, most of these teams have a ceiling. Evil Geniuses has a ceiling. Um, team Solomon have a ceiling. FlyQuest, like, all these teams have ceilings uh, in them. And I think that they're, without a doubt, right up there to what Cloud9's is most of the time. Like Cloud9 will hit that top um, one percentile score and it will be much higher than everybody else. But once you start to get closer to like a top 10 percentile, they're all going to be pretty relative. Like Cloud9, they can get guys like Sven going for 35 points when I don't think anybody else in the slate for the most part is going to do that. But if Cloud9 just drops a 29, a 28 spot, the game finishes really quickly as it's probably projected to do. Then a lot of these other teams, uh, Team Solo mid with Colby at a very cheap price point. You usually see Colby in the, the upper sevens range. You're getting Colby at a price point as a slider underdog um, of 7,400. That stands out for me. 5.1 assists per game. You're getting a ton of um, just creep score add-ons. You're getting a decent amount of kills per contest. Evil Geniuses with Bang is $8,000, only slightly cheaper than Sven, but I think there's a ton of upside for Evil Geniuses there. Again, if Evil Geniuses isn't going to come in wildly over-owned, they're probably going to be a team that, as of right now, again, we're, we're wildly ahead of this with uh, like 30, 35 hours before. As of right now, that stands out as I look at some of my initial projections. We'll see once ownership factors in a little bit closer. In terms of underdogs and where I want to or where I would target some of these underdogs for 80 carries, it doesn't, it really doesn't seem worth it on this slate. Like the underdogs are just so bad. Um, so bad. And, and this is like, usually you're going to say underdogs are in terms of what their players stack up for today. And usually you'll say, ah, oh, but yeah, obviously they're underdogs. They're going to be bad. Yeah, but I guess the one place that you could go is Stixie for Counter Logic Gaming. 
kind of logic game against 100 thieves they probably have the best price points for what their upside is in each of their players Stixie actually is involved in kill participation you have five assists per contest you get 2.6 kills per contest that's average uh, that's decent the problem is they only win 14 percent of their matchups facing a 100 thieves team today that's going to win around 50 percent the problem is um this counter logic gaming unit dies 14.3 times as a team the most on the slate they only pick up 9.9 kills per contest uh, that is one of the bottom ones on the slate as well so yeah when you're looking at this all the favorites look fine to me i think colby at 7400 looks really strong obviously he's been up top if you get there and you have the money and you think your lineup's different you're leaving money on the table you're getting there in like a two-man stack and you have something else going that's fine they all look okay um but yeah underdogs on this slate it's going to be interesting there's some short odd teams uh but the odds i think should be a little bit um wider on some of these teams like evil geniuses i think they should be a bigger favorite i imagine maybe before lock they become a bigger favorite heading to the junglers now so blabber up top completely fine if you want to get there minus 312 it's the best jungler probably on the slate without a doubt um we'll see what happens who starts for dignitas i imagine it's going to be grig as you have been seeing but if it was uh, akadion then you actually get a, a better player in terms of kills but it's a small sample so blabber up top looks fine again you're paying a lot of money to roster these um these players from cloud nine I'm not too sure that I'm going to go that heavily on Cloud9 in this one because I think there's a lot of more there's a lot more attractive favorites. Um Evil Geniuses and Team Solomon as shorter favorites really do stand out to me today. Um there are some underdogs if you wanted to take stabs like on Team Liquid. If you were to fade completely Cloud9, you want to get even more leverage. I don't think you have to, but Team Liquid is a really long dog. Uh, but for the most part, these shorter odds favorites, Evil Geniuses, Team Solomon do stand out a little bit more, at least on this slate. And this is me trying to factor in ownership, right? If you could build the best possible lineup in the highest projected lineup, um, that's not going to probably win you $100,000 tonight. Highest projected lineup for most median projections around the industry will probably have a ton of Cloud9. We'll probably also have you splitting a ton of ways wherever you finish, and that's just not good EV. So team uh, or so Blabber is going to be fantastic without a doubt, but again, probably not going to get there myself. Um, just looking down a little bit more, some of these just secondary options in terms of Dardock. Like Dardock looks fine to me. You're getting a lot of assists. You're getting a decent amount of kills. Um, very active when it comes to just first blood stuff. Again, it's a nice price point of 6,800. Uh, you're getting a nice price point for, in terms of evil geniuses, way, way down here is where you're getting the second most assists per contest at 6.5. Um, Sensefkirken. So Sensefkirken at min- minus 192 favorite is cheaper than Counterlogic Gaming's Wiggly. Uh, and, and Wiggly is fine in his own right, but is an underdog. So you're getting very cheap price points. It's I really do think that Evil Geniuses might start to pick up a lot of ownership just because their price point is too cheap for what their Vegas odds will likely get to. Um, but yeah, I think that um, Svenskirken uh, for Evil Geniuses looks completely fine at 6400 I'm actually very confused by that price point. I would have guessed around a $7,000 tag before this started. Um, Mito's looks okay. Dardock looks fine. And then obviously all the way up top, Blabber, if you, you really want to get there. Uh, so getting to the teams now. Um, so let me just filter this back a little bit here. I'll also call out if you're still watching that you should really... Um, got introduced, hooked up with a couple of months ago, but really more so talking the last couple of days as they have a pretty good esports and when I say pretty good, um, relative uh, to everybody else in the market, a very good and it's, it's better than pretty good, uh, a good esports um, contest setup, a good offering, customer experience, uh, Monkey Knife Fight. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of them. I've played over there here and there, especially in the past. But once I started to get more into content, um, really focused on more of the salary based sites, but they reached out to me because I was one of the only people making esports content. I went over there. The site is, is really fun to play on. And, and the other thing that stands out is everybody right now, and you can see with DraftKings, with CSGO, they're having an issue with just trying to figure out how to score the things, how to get all the logistics down. There is a lot of opportunity on these types of uh, over under more or less sites like Monkey Knife Fight 
to just clean up. Like um, I have a ton, a ton of players from the LEC today, depending on when you're watching this on the 28th um, and the LCS on the 28th. I have a ton of stuff in my projections that there's like a two or three point difference between my uh, projection and the site's projection, which usually means that that's a really good spot to make bets on as the uh, over or the under, the more or the less. So check out Monkey Knife Fight. The, the good thing is they'll give you $5 free, just totally free. You don't even have to uh, deposit. You get $5 free if you just use the promo code Svetri, V-E-T-R-I, or you hit the link down below in this description of the YouTube video and or the podcast. And then if you want to enter, if you use that link, you get the $5 free. You want to play a little bit more. You win something, you want to play a little bit more. You can use the same exact promo code or just your account will already have it. You hit the deposit button, you get 100% deposit up to $50. So Monkey Knife Fight, it's a betting uh, site in terms of uh, prop betting for... Um, over-unders, it's a DFS site in terms of contests uh, is how it's structured, but you do get the more or less options. So when it comes down to fantasy points, kills, all that stuff, I have the fantasy points projections over on Patreon. Some of them will be on the screen at some points as well. I'll be doing an LEC for today, Patreon-only podcast. We'll talk about Monkey Knife Fight a little bit in there with my projections, but there's like three-point differences. And for the NFL, the NBA, you're lucky if you find a one-point difference because the lines are so good. But when you're looking at it right here, because it's, it's still soft, get over there and play. You get $5 for free. Just turn that $5 into like 25 and then take it out and then you're done if you don't want to play. All right. So that's where we're at right now with teams. Check it out. The link's down below in the description. Monkey Knife Fight. Uh, Cloud9 is going to be the best. They die the least. They have the most skills. They're going to stand out the most. Um, from a stacking perspective, yes, I would love to stack them a ton. From a ownership and game theory perspective, I'll wait and see what the ownership is. But my odds are is that it's going to be somewhere around 25 to 30%. And if that's the case at all their price points, it's going to restrict a lot of upside lineups in terms of your secondary stack. And if Cloud9 doesn't hit their mega ceiling, they're probably not going to be needed at those price points and ownership numbers to win 100,000. If you're playing single entries, if you're playing lower stakes, if you're playing cash games, sure. If you're playing 150 lineups, sure, you're probably going to have Cloud9. I really don't think that I'm going to hit the exclude button on them in my stacks, but maybe I will. Maybe I'll get a little bit wild, but probably won't as of right now, but I'm, I'm going to be less below market on them. Um, Evil Geniuses, I, I plan to have a good amount of stacks of Evil Geniuses and Team Solomon as of right now, so I probably don't get to as much of their teams in the captain spot. Um, that's where I'd actually be a little bit more okay getting to Cloud9 team. We're not team in the captain spot, just team in general. Uh, like Cloud9 is just team spot in general. If they were my one-off, um, I don't think a lot of teams will be doing that in, in lineups because they'll be stacking them as a three or two or a four. Um, yeah, all, all these favorites are, are spots that I will get to in the team spot. I think that you can take shots on your counter logic gamings, your immortals. If you have maybe a two-man stack, one of their players, say their support player or their AD carry, and then you end up putting one of their teams in the in the team spot, I think that that's okay. You're obviously taking on a lot more risk there because you need a couple things to go right. One, the upset, and then two, them to actually score a lot of points with their team spot in that upset. So Evil Geniuses stands out a good amount if you're not going to be stacking them. That team's so limited as well. They're good price points. If you are getting away from Cloud9 in your stacks, their team spot is okay to get to as well. They're just so dominant. They only die 6.4 times per game, uh, and they have 15.3 kills per contest. So uh, pretty strong. The teams that die this the two fewest times in the slate though, Cloud9 at 6.4, Team Liquid at 7.8. They don't die often, they're facing each other. So when you also want to talk about potentially fading Cloud9, well now they're facing a team that doesn't die all that often. Cloud9 ends their games in 30.2 average game time. That's very short, but the bonus of finishing in less than 30 minutes might not be there as Team Liquid actually plays their games around 34.6. So even if Team Liquid doesn't win, they can push it enough to where the game lasts 32 minutes. Cloud9 doesn't get the bonus there, um, but it's also not lasting long enough for all these players to hit a huge ceiling and Team Liquid doesn't die all that much. So it might actually be a slower game than expected. So another reason if you are somebody that says, oh, you know what, maybe playing the highest projected, highest owned uh, and highest priced team in the slate might not be a good idea when I'm trying to win 100,000. Well, there you go. Hopefully this helps. Hopefully this video helps. Be sure to check out 
what I have projection wise over on Patreon. Um, people have been asking me, are you doing the LPL? Are you doing the LEC slates when like there's multiple slates on the slate? Um, they're all projected. They're all models. They're all interest pools up on Patreon. I'm going to be doing the LEC for today's saturday slate depending on when you're watching this it starts at noon so it's probably already gonna be over but that'll be only on patreon so just more ways to add value to all the people over there during the sports apocalypse but now we get the esports um uh boom so thank you everybody for tuning in hit the subscribe button again if we can get to like only 100 or maybe even less than that by tomorrow that'd be fantastic we're gonna need a huge push here so if you just have a couple seconds you're at home it costs nothing to you it really does not much if you hit the subscribe button hit the notification bell if you're really feeling generous. And then on the podcast version, please do hit that subscribe button. Helps me out a ton, everybody. I appreciate it. Check out Monkey Knife Fight. Uh, they have a ton of soft numbers over there in contests uh, to hit the more or less on. My name's Sal. Thank you so much for tuning into this. You can follow me on Twitter at DFS. Reach out there with any questions that you might have. Peace out, gang, and I'll see you in the next one. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much, and I will see you in the next one.